Hello and welcome to episode five. I'm your host, Kev. This is part two of my conversation with my mate, Matt. You may have noticed in part one, there were a few uh, audio quality issues. Uh, sounds like that storm may have come through and, um, and affected his uh, connection on his end. Uh, unfortunately, that means that this episode is about 20 minutes short. We seem to have lost, uh, lost a bit of that conversation. So, you know what? Five episodes, one major technical difficulty. I think I'm doing pretty well. Uh, if you're um, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating below, and uh, any um, any suggestions or questions, please leave it in the comments section. So, without further ado, this is part two of this is my mate Matt. Yeah, that being being able to help others in that situation is actually it's it's a really nice thing. And but I think like you've just mentioned it there, you, it's not always the right thing for everybody. Um, and being aware of that is actually is actually a really good thing. Mm. You know, give someone the option, but saying, you know, like uh, we've had you know we've had similar experiences, or you know, I'm I'm happy just to listen. You know, like I, I know I talk a lot. I had a, my previous job was basically paid to talk, um, <laughs> as a trainer, <laughs> you know, if you'd met me back in my, um, back in my teenage years, you'd just be thinking, is this the same person? Yeah. Um, I was the same man. I was, it, 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 it wasn't until I worked in hospitality. I really came out of my shell up until then, man, I was, I was so shy and introverted. Yep. I reckon everybody needs a hospitality job in their <laughs> life. They just, it's like a prerequisite. If it teaches you nothing more than, you know, total disdain for. The public, <laughs> uh, oh man, the, the hours that and the abuse that you cop. Holy crap. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just had a, I had an experience just the other day, actually. I was um, in a shop ordering a whole bunch of blinds for our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a fun experience, as you might expect. Uh, you know, lots yeah. of measurements, and you know, okay, next one. It's a it's a timely process, let's call it that. And yep. I had um, was recounting the uh, interactions that the staff around me were having with all of the other people that were in the shop, <laughs> and none of them were good. There was the you know the loud, planning seventy year old, um, you know, who wanted his refund, and God help anybody that's buying anything in this place. You know, I'll never. <laughs> Any service, you know, the overweight lady who, you know, pushed in between us all to sit on the one chair in the shop and complained loudly that there wasn't enough seats for her in the shop, and I'm just thinking, like, what's changed? Like, I just looked at this poor lady that was helping me out, and she just looked like she was so stressed. Yeah, sort of. I just leaned over. I'm like, it's okay, you know, I get it. I said, people suck. They just do, you know, like if they got the opportunity, if they're not, things aren't going well for them, they'll just complain. And, um, you know, it's no fault of yours. It's just they're having a bad day yep. and they just want to vent. No yep. one else wants to listen to them. She just smiled at me. And I'm like, just keep taking the order. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll make punches. Like someone's going to, someone will sort him out. You know, he, he just want, he came here. He didn't come here for a solution. He came here to win. <laughs> That's right. That's it. And it, it didn't matter what they offered to help him with. He just wanted to make sure that, you know, he got heard. And thank you. Just so many people like that. You know, no one, 
no one has any, well, I'm not saying no one, but it just seems like a lot of people don't have any patience or resilience for anything anymore. Yeah. You know, I know that there's plenty of people to do, but it's just sorely lacking in amongst a, a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Look, you, you can always pick out someone that has worked in, in some sort of customer service or hospitality or something like that before. And I, I, I see it a lot, especially um, like if, if I'm in a busy cafe or something like that, um, you know, I, I always go out of my way to be ridiculously polite and as patient as I can, um, mm. especially with obviously the, the people that are obviously struggling with it, uh, whether or not they, that be, they be new or whether or not they're just not dealing with the stress or anything like that. Just, just be super polite and, and do the same thing as you did. Just, just quietly just say, look, it's, it's fine. Don't stress. People suck. And you'll always get a smile out of them. Sometimes they'll go, you've worked in hospitality before, haven't you? And you, 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 you give that nod, that, that all knowing nod and yeah, the world's a good place. Yeah. Look, it's, um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't claim to be, I'm not nowhere near perfect. I know that I've had my moments where I probably, you know, said the wrong thing um, or, you know, had my little spit, but try your best not to, you know, it's sort of, uh, um, yeah, you, you can sort of, the ability to sort of step back and go, it's all good. I got, you know, like, <laughs> how's, how's this really going to affect me? But um, it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not that way to sort of breathe and take take board. So the snow gig, you um, you bounce literally between countries, between um, between Australia and OS. Do you still do um, ski patrol here in Australia from time to time or have you completely finished up doing that? Up until last year, I did. I still sort of had some involvement um, with my previous job and um, casually. I used to do it sort of casually while I still live down here. Uh, this winter, not not ski patrolling this winter, there's um, you know, there was no requirement for my services with um, with the staffing. Yep. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. I'd, you know, I'd always love to um, go up and work a few days or, you know, um, work work casually again. Um, I don't – I can't see a time when I'd go back to full, full-time. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be going back to the full-time year-round uh, winters again yeah. just because of logistics. It's a, you know, it's a glorified existence where you earn no money and it's very hard to <laughs> – mortgage <laughs> the yes. old joke used to be you know the difference between a uh what's the difference between a ski patroller and a family pizza what's that a family pizza can feed a family of four <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same the same could probably probably be said about a retained firefighter as well i'm sure oh yeah yeah you're not gonna yeah you won't be <laughs> sorry but uh if you do it, you know, sort of, if you're doing that job for the money, you're probably in it for the wrong reasons. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, you know, it is kind of, it is nice, you know, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna get woken up at two a.m. for a, uh, for a fire alarm, it's kind of nice that someone's paying you to get on that truck. Yeah, I've, um, I have so yeah. much respect for the volunteers, not not just the volunteer firefighters, but volunteer anyone emergency service man. They've, um, we can't live off what we get money wise, but you know what? It's 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 kind of nice to to have that little bit of incentive not not incentive but have that little bit of uh reward i suppose for dragging your ass out of bed at two o'clock in the morning yeah it's it's kind of nice when that happens but um you know it's uh you know like like anything i I, i'm very lucky to have um sort of got the job that i have now and i can see myself you know doing that well into the future um 
but uh, it it should also give me the opportunity to you know go back and do things like um, like the ski patrolling as well. But you know, it's um, you know, the only real reason like I I enjoyed doing that job was was purely because I really I just enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a you know, it's a good environment with a good crew, and you get to work in some nice places and uh, you know help people out. Same same reason I love being a fire. You know, you just get to get to do interesting things and. Yeah. Um, help people out. I know it's it's a very cliched answer that one. I really like helping people at <laughs> time of need. Well, I mean, you, you don't you don't you don't be, you don't become a firefighter because you don't like helping people. No, that's right. Actually, um, but it, it's more than that. I, like the biggest thing that drew me into that that world, which was totally different to what I thought I'd ever be doing, was the people. Yeah, it's how I started in that role, and I keep finding the same. You know, same or similar personalities in those teams where you just go, "Hey, I really, I really like these people. There's something about them." Yeah. Um, and then you find out, you know, after you know, 15, 20 years, that oh, hang on a sec, you are those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, you know, I, it's it's actually a. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine about it. Um, it's that knowing, you know, the way we describe it is that, that knowing glance. You know, we I used to ski patrol with a, um, a good friend of mine. We, we started together here in Australia and it turns out we both ended up being um, fireys together here in Jindy. Mm. And we had, a, we had a working relationship and a personal relationship that worked, worked great. We could just, you know, uh, he might jump in the front, jump in the back and he'd, Sort of, we talked about he'd lean over and sort of look in the back seat and see who was there and just go. He said, I look, I look over my shoulder and, and see you there with one other. And I go, I'm good. Doesn't matter what you know what comes with this job, we'll, we'll sort it out. That's it. Um, it's sort of this, um, it's almost a, uh, a, a team confidence, if, if you will. Yeah. You sort of you learn to, you learn to, um, work with the people around you and, and know what they're capable of and it makes you feel like you can be capable of stuff with them. Yeah. Um, and it's just this collective, um, collective confidence that comes with that. That's it. And it's, uh, it's a good feeling. It's a nice feeling. Um, from, from the time that you moved to Jindy, um, you transferred in the, in the volunteer rural five fire service organization. Um, how long were you living in Jindy uh, until you joined the um, the organization you were previously a part of that I'm still a part of now? Uh, it was actually about two years. Okay. Uh, um, one, there was no um, – when I originally moved, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it to start with and then sort of became more aware of that position – um, as I lived here and through mutual contacts and um, you know, through through our friends. And I went, hey, that's really cool. And I think I showed up one open day and met a few people and um, thought, hey, that's that's cool. I'll, I'm, I'd like that. And it was actually part of my uh, – one of the things that I had with my, my previous role when I was doing a lot of training is if you're not, if you're not actively learning all the time and and building on your own experience set. Um, I always used to have this belief, and I still believe it now, that if you're not learning, you're not trying to constantly improve yourself, then you really shouldn't be out teaching others. Mm. 
because your your learning never stops and so does so does the people that you're teaching and one of the things I really wanted to do for my just for my own personal development and for my own career development was to say hey that's a that's a role I'd really like to do so I ended up applying and um sort of got in probably oh, I'd say about 12 months later yeah um, got into that role. um and I did it but just to, you know finished up in that in that role at the start of this year sort of February after all the fires went out after after the rain put everything out for us which was wonderful <laughs> um <laughs> and went on to my new role um so essentially went back to school for five months yep. um and yeah, finished up finished up in in Jindy here. So I did it for just under four four years. You're um you're in that organisation. You still live in Jindy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I take it. Um, have you decided you're going to stay in Jindy and and work in the organisation where you are? Yeah, if, um, that's that's the um that's the short to medium plan. Yeah, and give being on a shift roster too. It allow like I don't I'm not too far from um, where I'm working. So um. There might be some, you know, some changes in, you know, where where we reside, um, in the future. Sure. Um, we we moved here for because we love we love the mountains and we have a lot of friends here and, you know, it's a beautiful place to live. But you know, when you, um, you know, you don't we're not sort of locked in to any particular spot. Mm-hmm. So, it's um it's a good question. Something obviously we we discuss pretty regularly and, um, but yeah, we could. Definitely look that like we would like to stay down here for foreseeable future. Ah, very very cool. So you've got the um, you've you've got the full time job now, um, and uh, you, you're not on call at at silly times during the night. So a little bit more um, a little bit more stability and and um, spending a little bit more time at home. Yeah, it's uh, to be honest with you, I did when I've had my first full set of days off I didn't know what to do with myself because <laughs> it had been so long since um, since I'd had that amount of time without getting an email or a phone call or yep. um, you know sort of like hey can you chase this up for us so it's it was it blew my mind I was like oh this is um, this is kind of cool yeah I can uh, I can go hiking I can you know That's go right. and do some fit stuff or you know even just the simplest things that um, go and I can go and um, pop down and have a coffee with Liz at lunch, and you know, it's um, it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, you know, you're um, you're able to you're able to like go out of town essentially without telling anyone, and it that may sound funny to to people that have never experienced the on call or or retain life, but that's that's essentially what it is. Like if if um, if you go anywhere. Um, you have to tell someone. Mm. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, or you know, in amongst the in amongst the team, it's um, you know, between between all of you, you have to retain the coverage of um of that district, and it might mean that um, you know, for the last few years, there's that question on whether or not you can go away. That's it for the weekend, or um. That's you know the only thing I am sort of um, tied to now with regards to that is obviously my um, my shift roster, which tells me when I'm working. Yeah. Um, and if you can get a you know like my shift workers, if you can get around the whole uh, whether it's got a um, a yeah you know, a Sunday or a Saturday attached to it, um, you can you can manipulate 
um, the times that you go to places um, around that roster, which is kind of a nice thing. Mm. So yeah. I'll, I'll be working on Monday to Friday, nine to five for a while. <laughs> um, so now that you've got a little bit more time, time to yourself and, and, and time to time to your partner and the family and all that sort of good stuff. How are you, um, what are some different ways that you like to, um, have some mental health time just to, just to unwind and, and, um, decompress and all that sort of stuff. Uh, obviously other than, uh, photography. Other than photography. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like to go hiking. Yep. I do like, uh, love a good walk in the mountains or, um, Actually, just yesterday, I uh, went for a snowshoe, of all things, Okay. Um, which is essentially winter hiking, Yep. Um, just with bigger shoes. Uh, are, are, and, they, are they what they look like in cartoons, like literally tennis rackets? Oh, I knew you were about to say that. Um, <laughs> kind of, but not really. Um, similar, you're just you know, essentially creating a, a larger surface area so you don't sink into the snow. But sure. yeah, they don't really look like tennis rackets anymore. <laughs> okay. They've gotten a little bit fancy. <laughs> um, yeah, like even just just yesterday, like um, we went for a bit of a walk and we saw one person in two and a half hours. That sounds that sounds um, glorious. And it's you know when you can walk somewhere and uh, and sit on a rock and just look out into this ever expanding sea of valleys and mountains and just listen to the wind. Like that's a that's a really nice thing. That's just a I like to get back to nature to decompress. Absolutely, sounds great. Do love a good drive. Still, still a bit of a sucker for the oh, that's uh, right. Enjoyable car. So, but, um, so just just for the audience' sake, what are you driving at the moment? What, what do I drive mostly? <laughs> <laughs> I usually get around in my Ute, but um, my our our so our fun car. Because um, it does belong to Liz and I, um, is a 2012 Subaru. If I should I give you the full model, why the not? 20, the 2012 Subaru WRX STI Impreza Spec R Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> now, was this was that the model uh, that was called the was it the Peanut Eye? No, actually, it's the model. Uh, so they. I used to own a bug eye, which yep. uh, most people would recognize from the like the the round lights of the new shapes. That, um, they had the old shapes, so the classic shape of the WRXs, and they went to the bug eye. Yeah. They went to the blob eye. <laughs> and the one after the blob eye was known as the hawk eye. Um, and then after the hawk eye, they went to the, the rounder, sort of newer shapes. A couple of club members like to call them the hammerheads or the ugly betties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. Most people refer to them as the ugly Bettys. Um, so it was it was when they went to sort of the rounder, more domesticated shape yeah. um, for a while. Um, it's so it, it's it's one of them, but it's a um, a friend of mine is a fellow Rexy Club member. Um, he he bought it new back in 2012, and it is bright red uh it's lifted of all the you know most wrx's you see out on the road are, are low and loud mm. this one's actually it's lifted up it's got an inch and a half lift kit in it interesting uh, why rally wheels uh, of course it's uh it looks like a rally car <laughs> <laughs> it goes like a rally car 
How does it handle because it's been lifted? Actually, quite well. Um, it's got. Um, it seems a little. It's very counterintuitive to what you might think, but um, so previous owner put in the WRX springs. So he took the STI springs out, mm-hmm. put WRX springs in, and then some custom, some uh, Cusco adjustable uh, dampers very nice. in them with the little. Uh, the, was it the EDFC, the electronic uh, damp yeah. controller? Control. Yeah, yeah. Cab. So it's a fancy way of saying you can soften or harden the suspension up with a button. Yeah. Um, and most people can't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, um, so it has that, and it's actually it handles quite well. But it, um, he built it for he liked to race at Motocana, so he used to get into the club club Motocana mm-hmm. um, specials. So it actually handles really, really well, but it's very comfortable to drive in, which is unusual for a lot of modified WRXs where you're bouncing around and on coilovers and avoiding every pothole known to man. <laughs> this one feels a little bit more like a rally car. It's a little bit softer, uh, but when you put it into a corner, it um, it goes likes to go around that corner quite quickly. Ah, see, if, if you told anyone that you raised... A, uh, a a WRX by an inch and a half. They like if, even myself. Like I, I had this weird and wonderful visual. But as as soon as he said, "Yeah, you put WRX uh, springs instead of uh, and took the STI out," like that that makes sense. It's um it's a surprising combination to be honest. It's um but little things that you don't think of. Like you go, "Hey, I can get in and out of the driveway yep. without taking the front splitter off the <laughs> off the car, which I don't have to crawl over everything which I had." <laughs> Now my old one handled like go kart, like it was stupid fun. But if you got in a road trip, and said, "Hey, I'm going to drive it to Sydney," uh, I'm going to go. Ah, it'll be fun, but my my ears might be buzzing a little bit by the time I get yeah. there, and I'll probably want to get out of it. Um, this one's actually really comfortable, and and the extra fatigue level involved in driving a car like that as well, I've found. <laughs> Coming, coming from many, many cars, uh, which uh, which Brendan alluded to that I made as uncomfortable as possible. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, no, look, the uh, I, I, they would be an amazing car to drive for like the first 20 minutes. And then after mm. that, it would just become uncomfortable and quite fatiguing. So, yeah, um, yes. I do miss it, however. I mean, I've. I've I've got a family SUV and a small hatchback now. Um, yep. Neither one of them modified, and both of them are as as boring as plain pasta. And I <laughs> I miss it, and and that's probably why I um I got into two wheels. So yeah. Well, good on you. I mean, I I you won't see me on a um on a crotch rocket anytime soon. <laughs> I could see you on a, on an adventure bike though, like some, something like a massive BMW GS or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sold. I'm honestly, it's a weird thing. I'm just not sold. I, um, I've had a, I've had a string of cars over the years, and um, I had a, had a pretty, uh, we'll, we'll call it a bad car accident when I was about 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, I'm still thankful that I walked away without a scratch. I got a free hospital visit and a, um, and a visit from the local constabulary to ask about <laughs> how this occurred, but. Um, yeah, you know, I, I count my lucky stars with that one. I learned a massive lesson, and I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, if I was on a motorbike, I just wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's um, I'm happy with my choice. I mean, this one's uh, 
it's nicely modified. It's you know got all the fruit. Like thankfully, um, thankfully for our wallets, someone else spent all the money this time. Uh, <laughs> I just let, I let someone else finish it, finish it, and then I went, "Ooh, that sounds very nice. I'll take that. Thank you very much." Ah, very, so, very good. Yes. Very cool. Um, finally, how are you coping with um, with the whole COVID isolation thing? Hmm. I have to be honest, I have not been that affected by it. Um, basically because my my work life continues regardless of what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I do have the odd encounter with it in, in my work life. Um, but from my home life, probably not as much as most people. Like I, I haven't, I've been very lucky to not have to um, lock down essentially. Um, so I've still been able to travel um, to and from work. And, you know, if I need to go and get groceries, et cetera, I can go. Um, it's limited. Oh, it's limited recreation opportunities in on the weekends up yep. here just because of um, certain restrictions with numbers and things in the national park. But um, aside from that, um, yeah, my biggest interaction's just been at work where, you know, there's been the odd um, the odd job I've been to recently where there's been that that caution sitting in the background where you know, it might just mean extra extra PPE or um, a longer decon after a job. Yep deal with the, that potential but aside from that been very very lucky to sort of sidestep it oh, very very good yeah look it's um I, I, th- I think it's sort of safe to say um for for a lot of people that i know it's it is business as usual um a lot of them a lot of them do realize including myself um that that we're all very very lucky um I, I do have a couple of friends that are genuinely struggling with it um both both from an employment wise and a mental health wise um mm-hmm. so yeah so um you know we've um we, we, we've still got a big enough backyard and uh, like you said we, we're an essential service and you know so we, we're still able to um to sort of work and uh and get out and and spend time with the with the people we want to so yeah very very lucky i've um i sort of echo your sentiment there the the mental health question is probably the one that i'd i'd ask about um long term with you know the wider community because it's having a um you know, my understanding it's having a very big effect on people's um ability to communicate and people people need that time with other people they need to they need their their um support network and their community around them um especially when things are tough and things are tough for a lot of people right now yeah absolutely and especially if there's there's a lot of people that use their work life um, because, and, and I predominantly found that it's, it's mostly corporate people, um, that, um, their, their work life is their social life. Um, they like, they'll work in an office with a great group of people and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll sit with those group of people at lunch or, you know, all that sort of stuff. And suddenly they're, um, you know, they're, they're at home in a, in a concrete shoebox, and, you know, a lot of them aren't allowed to leave. And it's, um, mm. it's, it's really taking their toll, ta- taking its toll on it and, I guess there's, um, you know, there's been technological advances in the last six months that have gone in leaps and bounds to do with, um, you know, conference calls and video chat and all that sort of stuff. But there's um, there's only so much of that you can take before you need actual human interaction. Yep. It's, um, it's almost that uh, <laughs> yeah, people sort of look at you and they, they, 
they, they, they pause for a second and depending on where you are, you have to like look around and go, where am I? Am I in public? Yep. Are we at home? Am I allowed to shake your hand? <laughs> That's right. Are we allowed to, you know, are we, can I hug you? Can I not? You just, you know, it's this, it's put this little pause moment in those social interactions with people and they're like, should I, shouldn't I? And, um, it's, uh, it's been very interesting to see that sort of evolve in the last few months and to see where that's going to go. It's, um, I mean, I think it's pretty well known now that um, there will be a new normal after all of this, but what that's going to look like, no one really knows. That's it. But, uh, yeah, it's been a been quite a change in, a, in a people's uh, or a number of people's work environments and home life. So I see that there may be some positives that come out of it. Like I'm thinking about all the people that suddenly started working from home and went, oh, this is actually – I'm quite productive here and yeah. <laughs> uh, I get a lot done and, uh, you know, the office is very happy with my work and I get to spend time with my kids and I think those people need to look at those positives and, and weigh it up whether it's worth going back to what it was. That's right. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of businesses thinking the same thing, like why am I, why am I paying for this gigantic office building and bringing everyone in every day when they're getting more work done when they're not here? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So questions are being asked. That's it. And I mean, there's 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 an influx of people doing, um, you know, starting their own businesses and um, you know, doing, I don't know, maybe um, maybe scratching that creative itch that they've always wanted to and and never never actually done. Um, you know, paintings and drawings and podcasts and you know, photography and mm. all that sort of stuff. Like it's. It's all stuff that you know. Suddenly, a lot of people have a lot of time for, and it's something that people are doing to keep busy. And I, I, I say good on them. Like now's now's a perfect time to be doing, uh, to be stepping out of their comfort zone and, and doing something like that. Yeah, it's um. How is your podcast going? <laughs> um, it's uh. Look, I I I can uh, I can put it down to people just having a lot of spare time suddenly because the the podcast is going incredibly well. <laughs> I'm 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 oh, extremely ex- extremely happy. Um. All majority of my friends have been very, very supportive um, in in wanting to come onto the podcast. I I, I know a few of them are, are too shy or, or they don't they, they don't feel that they've got good enough stories or anything like that. But um, you know what? It's it's been fun documenting. It's been fun reminiscing. Um, you know, and you know, like I said, um, I, I spend a lot of time on the phone with. Um, with with a lot of good people and i sort of figured why not why not record it i mean we, we're having to tone down certain aspects of course but um yeah it's 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 been good it's been fun excellent so that's the main thing that's and it to all your friends that uh are thinking they don't have a story i think that's uh incorrect everyone has a story you'd be amazed and yeah. I, I i hope that's um i hope i help prove that as well by by doing this podcast, like, like like I said in the description, you know, none none of my friends are tradi- in, uh, famous in the traditional sense, but um, you know what, all you guys and girls mean something to me, and um, it's 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 worth it for me to to document how amazing you people are, and and if if doing a podcast is the way that I can do it, then so be it. Have we have we informed the listeners about how much I'm going to have to pay you to say that? <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, look, there's, uh, you know, we, we've been saying for, I don't know how many years that, um, that we're going to have to catch up and I'll have to come down and visit. <laughs> so, um, just, uh, when, when I do manage to get down there, man, we'll, um, we'll share an ale together. That sounds excellent. Very, I'm looking forward cool. to it. Thank you very much for, um, 
for for spending the time talking to me. It's it's been a hell of a lot of fun and uh, stay safe in the job, man. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate it, mate. I'll um and like I said, look, I really do look forward to when we can um sort of travel a bit further afield and 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 have that cleansing ale, that uh, that nice cold beer, and have a good old chat and see that. If, if people that haven't seen your face for a while, it's that, it's that epic smile that comes across <laughs> when you're happy. Epic. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I'll catch up with you another time. See you, mate. See you, buddy. Bye. The opinions or views expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the host or guest and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guest may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company or individual.